to Drummers Only Radio. Drummers Only is the UK's leading drum shop with store locations in Glasgow and Leeds. Our podcasts are full of interviews, gear reviews, and much more from the unique perspective of a drum shop. The show is hosted by two pasty Scottish dudes who talk real fast. Whoa. Slow down there, Braveheart. So here's Chris, the Glasgow shop manager, and Adam, the social media manager. Be sure to like, subscribe, and let's do this. Good evening, everybody. Drummers Only Radio, episode number 55. We're here with a very special episode with the wonderful Norbert Seaman from Minel. Now, Norbert is the International Artist Relations Manager and also deals with marketing as well, I believe. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. Oh, good evening. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm happy that I got invited and I hope it'll be a nice and interesting chat for all your listeners. Yeah, me too. I think it's something a little different for us. Instead of having, you know, an actual artist, you see it from a very, very similar point of view as us, you know. So, if I'm not mistaken... I believe that this year is quite a special year for Minel, isn't it? Because I believe it's 70 years from the company, if it started in 1951. That is correct, yes. This year is our 17th anniversary of the company. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And this industry, that's a big achievement now, eh? Yes, it is. Surely is. I mean, 70 years is a long time, you know. As far as anniversary, I'm not sure how things are in the UK, but as far as Germany... The 17th anniversary is nothing that you would like host a big party or anything, you know. That's more like 50 and 60. The next big party we're going to throw will be the 75th anniversary in five years. Yeah, I would would think that. Nevertheless, this is our 17th anniversary uh, and it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Uh, Yeah, so started in 1951 by Roland, Mino. Yeah, correct. So, you know... My understanding of the history is, is, is very small, so could you guide us through a sort of a brief history of, of Meinl and, and, and how it got started and where we are now? Yeah, sure. Roland Meinl, he started as a <coughs> trader, basically. You know, 1951 was six years after World War II finished, yeah. so the world has been very different to what we see now. You know, there was six years after World War II, so a lot of people needed a lot of things, not necessarily musical instruments. So what he did, uh, he originates from uh, the eastern part of Germany, bordering the Czech Republic. This is where he uh, was growing up and living until then. And then he met his wife here. And basically what he did, he traveled back and forth and he was bringing an uh, accordion or some other musical instrument and what he took back was a bag of potatoes or some other things people really needed you know so he started to get into exchanging all kinds of goods that were needed at the time and musical instruments were one of them he has a musical background because his job that he learned was a wind instrument maker this is what his job was a wind instrument maker so he had always a very close affiliation a close connection to music and musical instruments um so he started like this and he kept going he kept going business increased and business got bigger at some point he realized that cymbals would be a nice instrument to have because those were lacking at that time the only symbols that were available were like toys made for children, 
toy symbols, not quality symbols at all. Though these kind of instruments were missing and then he thought, okay, well, if I can't get them somewhere, I will have to make them myself. And he basically started by trial and error in his basement here in the city of Neustadt an der Eich, which is in Bavaria, to, uh, to produce the first cymbals in the mid-50s, late-50s, around that time. And besides that, he kept the trade going with musical instruments. And then not long after, you know, things became bigger and bigger. And fast forward a little, we became the first distributor of Hoshino in Japan. Hoshino is the company name for Tama drums and Ibanez guitars. So uh, he, we started to import Tama drums and Ibanez guitars and we were doing wholesaling in Germany to musical music instrument stores. And this is the, this, and still to this day, we have like two, two directions. One is the distribution side where we actually import musical instruments, still Hoshino, Tama, Ibanez brands, but also other instrument brands that we import and sell in parts of Europe as a distributor. And the other side is Meinl the manufacturer, where we started to produce cymbals, like I just explained. Later on, we started to get into the percussion business, congas, bongos, timbales, cowbells. The whole percussion range started in the 70s. And then step by step, the manufacturing side became bigger and bigger. We started to export worldwide. Nowadays, we export to roughly 80 countries all around the world. The quality of our instruments became better and better. We started to invest into new machinery. Then a couple of years later, like now late 90s, 2000, we started to our own factory in Turkey where all our bison symbols are made. And that in the same year, we started Minel USA which is our own distribution and office now in Nashville. It used to be in Miami. Now we are based in Nashville. And um, a lot of artist relation activities were done in the early 2000s, 2005, 2010, all these years. You know, we signed a lot of artists that were really happening at that time and are still happening very much. Um, so we were active on very on various fields parallel, simultaneously, you know, marketing, manufacturing, distribution, R&D, artist relation, internet. Internet was a huge, huge thing for us, you know, especially social media, YouTube, because we understood that very early, from very early on, we understood that this is something that we have to get into heavily because that opened a lot of doors for us. And then we started our own video shoots, our own video productions with our artists. And we spread them and sent them out through social media, through YouTube. And yeah, so it all came together uh, to a point where we are now, basically. Wow, yeah. that's, that's so. pretty amazing history. Excuse me, I should tell everybody that I have the cold. I am COVID-free, okay. I've tested myself, <laughs> but if I cough, it's I have the cold. Cheers. Cheers. Um, it strikes me that the company is um, very forward thinking, you know, to get on board with social media and YouTube way before everyone else and, and create these platforms and this sort of forward momentum to engage the brand and grow the brand is really smart. Yes. Um, 
thank you. <laughs> is, is, is that that sort of ethos always been there for Minel? Has it always been a company that's been interested in pushing things forward? I would say so. I would say so. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end, I think two things are important. You need the right staff. You need forward-thinking staff, employees. And I think we have those employees that are forward-thinking, not just with what we do in terms of symbols, but all our other things, you know, with percussion, with sonic energy, with this, which is all these these uh, singing bowls and gongs that we make for the therapeutical field. So wherever we are very active, I think there are a lot of forward-thinking employees that are having control. So that's one thing, that's what you need. But on the other side, you need you need to be backed up from the company, from the actual owners of the company, you know? And that's something that I also have to say that Meinl is a family business. It is still owned by the Meinl family. And the family itself is also very forward thinking, you know? They trust their employees. They they basically give us free hand to do whatever we want to do, whatever we feel is the right thing for the brand, for the company. So it's a perfect fit from the corporate family side and from the employee side that, yeah, that there is a lot of forward momentum generated through that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you must have been one of the first of the, of the brands in our industry to really embrace social media and, and drive it. Pretty sure Instagram was, was massive for you guys and Facebook way before everybody else, you know? Yes. Like I said, we understood the relevance and the importance of these new, of these new platforms. And especially, you know, we also had a vision for these, you know, it's not just, okay, here it is. What can I do? It was like, what can we, how can we really use this? How can we really embrace this new technology and move forward with it yeah but yeah. Here, here's the thing though like the product also has to be great you of know? course and yeah, I, yeah. I, well i mean it, it 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 seems like a really simple thing to say but yes it's not always is it you know we've no, you, we've seen in this industry time and time again brands that are really um that get all that side of it right the the media side and then develop a product that's that's not the best the best marketing is done through the product yeah you know? of course yeah. the product itself must be great this is the best marketing already if you have a weak product and a great marketing you will lose regardless if you have a great product and a weaker marketing you will still have a great product and it will still sell and you will still be successful now in a perfect world you have a great product and a great marketing and if these two things come together magic can happen yeah, absolutely, and I, and I think it has for you guys. I think it has, you know. Um, I think your presence is is really is really well known, and you must have must have stolen market share from other brands, you know. Like, I'm not directly <laughs> involved in sales, you know. Yeah, I'm not totally. directly involved in sales, so honestly, I don't care much about that market share and things. The, the foundation, like the core team that we are here for, I'm talking about symbols now. The, the core team is like six, six persons, six people here, six staff members. All of us are drummers. Yeah, yeah. So we, whatever we do, we do from a drummer's point of view, from a drummer's perspective. If it also happens to be great for sales, even better. <laughs> but our customers are drummers, you know, not taxi drivers or pilots, unless they are drummers yeah, at yeah, the same right. time. Totally. So... Um, we just 
we work from a drummer's perspective, from drummers for drummers, has been one of the major claims that we used to use for many years, from drummers for drummers. Yeah, when, that's how it is. When the, the shop opened, that was one of the key things. It was, you know, a drum shop run by drummers. Exactly. You know, um, it wasn't that's what going, you want. Yeah, absolutely. Because the conversations are, they have context. You, you, you know, if, if you and I talk about um, hammering and darkness, and weights of symbols we all understand what that means you know yes so yeah. it makes it makes everybody's job easy hopefully yes and the good thing about this is that this is a universal language you know yeah if i talk to you about this you'll understand if i talk to some guy from australia or thailand or america or brazil we all talk the same language yeah for sure and Absolutely. that's the beauty of this business yeah Amazing. you know the drum the drum community is a very special community it's the best community to be working at yeah agreed it's very 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 different from any other instrumentalist group yes absolutely you know singers don't hang out <laughs> not as much <laughs> not, not at as all much, no. no no way so you've been with the company from 1990 yes so let's what how did you start what 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 got you there and, and what was your job has it always been the same job or did you have a a different perspective at first or well i started to play drums two years before I joined Meinl. Oh, the wow. The thing is, I, I grew up not too far away from here, maybe like 30 miles away from where Meinl is based at. I was growing up there. I was living there. My parents still lived there. So I was starting to play drums as a hobby, and I had no idea what Meinl is. I started to buy drum magazines, and then I go through all these drum magazines, and I see advertising of Meinl, and of Tama drums because we distribute Tama drums and the and the contact address for for Tama drums was Meinl and obviously the Meinl ads showed a contact address and it was also Meinl and then I noticed well this city is not that far away from where I actually live you have to keep an eye on that so this two years later I was finishing school and I see a little classified ad in a local newspaper from Meinl and they were looking for trainees. They had job offerings for like a trainee. And I thought, well, I think that's it. And then I just applied. And a couple of weeks later, I got a phone call from the company and then I got interviewed. And, and that was it. The interview lasted five minutes. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I had the job. And my first job, like I said, was I was having a formal job training as a sales person, sales activity, wholesaling and, and, uh, and import export. This is, this is what, this is the job that you learn when you start a training here. This is the job that you learn, but, uh, this, I couldn't care less about what kind of job that is. I, all I wanted was to work here at Meinl because I was a drum nerd already at that time. <laughs> and then I, I finished the, the job training after 15 months, and then I had to I had to stop for another 15 months, because back at that time I had to do national service here. At, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, like every male, German male, young man, had to do national service. For one year? That, Two years? Uh, 15 months. 15 right. months. Wow. So I, I stopped and I, I had to stop. And then after this was over, I returned. And then for a couple of years, I was handling all the import business for okay. Meinl. Like I was doing all the customs clearance. 
I was doing all the forwarding, the transit shipments and all that kind of stuff. I was responsible for that. But Mr. Meinl, my boss, he realized very soon that my real passion is in uh, like working with drummers because I'm a drummer myself, you know, uh, like to be more involved in, in the actual musical side of mine, like product development, artist relations, all these things. And then he offered me the job as artist relations manager because the guy who has done it before me, he quit the job and then this was an open job position and then he he asked me if I wanted to do it and this was in 1998 and I started in that year for minor percussion and minor cymbals as the international artist relations manager I was basically in charge for the entire world <laughs> um, <laughs> wow I was the only one yeah yeah <laughs> for percussion and cymbals I mean keep in mind at that time minor wasn't as big as we are now yeah yeah for sure you that's know? like 23 years ago yes it was 23 years ago exactly um but then, you know, in 2000, we opened Minel USA and then a couple of years later, we understood, okay, we need a dedicated US artist relations guy. So we hired uh, Chris Brewer, who to this day is still our US artist relations manager, working out of our Nashville office. And then I started to work very closely with all our distributors because um, I can't do artist relations for Australia, for example, because it's just too far away. So I was working with our distributor, Australian distributors and all other distributors in terms of artist relations. And this was when marketing really became much, much more important. And yeah, and um, I mean, now we have, we have Joe, who is minor artist relations for the UK. Our friend Joe. Your friend Joe. Yeah, yeah we Hi love Joe. Joe. Hi Joe, <laughs> love you man. Great guy. Uh, Chris at Minel USA, and then we have Dorian who takes care of our East European countries for artist relations, and I, and then we have Herman Barato who uh, handles all our Latin American artist relations issues, and then I basically take care of the rest of the world together with <laughs> our distributors, or a lot of guys I handle direct, like Benny or Anika, you know all these like big name guys that we have a direct relationship with. Yeah, and I think that's really important um, that there is that, you know, number one, that you've been at the company for that long and doing the job for that long. And two, that these artists that are at that level can just call you and it's all good, you know. Um, it's, it's I know that's the same for artist relations all over the world in every sort of field, whatever the field is. But with musical instruments, it's slightly different because you might they might need something like now, I got to get this to here because of X, Y, you know, and they can call you and you can make that happen. You know, it's I can at least try and make it. Yeah, happen. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, and you know. and I, I make it happen. You know, if it if there is a way, we'll find a way to make it happen. And these days, it's not like calling anymore so much. It's like WhatsApp. You know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. Yeah, I get it. Like nobody wants to phone messages. you. No, yeah, no, no direct one. message. You know, but it's twenty four seven. I mean, weekend or or not, it doesn't matter. You know. You're always uh, accessible for certain people, always. Yeah, yeah. And 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 that's I don't mind that at all. You know, over the years you become close friends with those people, and they call you not just to let you know, hey, I need a symbol replacement tomorrow somewhere. You know, they just call you and you have a chat. How are yeah. things? How is the family? How yeah. is this? How is that? So it's more than a work relationship. 
It's much more than that. It's funny because that's all. It's almost an old. No, I'm going to say old-fashioned, but I don't mean old-fashioned way of of working. But it's becoming, especially after the last eighteen months, that sort of family net. How are you doing? Thing is becoming really important for people. Yeah. You know, and it's it's more and more as as we get through pandemics and stuff. You know, being able to just phone someone like you for yeah. these guys is massively important you know yes i mean you know we're all human beings and whatsapp or not i mean uh, nothing beats a face-to-face -face conversation or a meeting or you know these things they are gonna be back i'm pretty sure and they are very important and you know you start to notice how relevant those things are if things are gone like the last 18 months yeah i think know, and then yeah benny was the last clinic we put on i think yeah can't even remember the date but yeah i'm pretty sure he was the last artist we had through which year do uh, you remember it would have been 2019 it would the end 2019 of 20, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. The end, end of 2019 because we didn't do anything before the march of 2020 you know yeah so yeah um talking of benny it was funny because we, we've we've had benny in a, a couple of times in clinic and he, he told the story of how his symbols came to be and he was like a mad scientist in his garage or he's you know drilling holes and symbols and then you guys get all like no 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 let 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 us do that how does that come around for an artist like that to create something nobody had done before no one had sandblasted symbols at least not in the last i don't know 15 years i've been working in this industry well that is what you said earlier as forward thinking yeah you have to understand Benny, at that time, you could already tell that he will go a very long way <laughs> as a drummer. Yeah, yeah. You know, the moment I saw Benny play, he wasn't even, I didn't even know him at that time. I saw him play. I knew this guy is going to go very, very far. So we met we started to work together and then he played our symbols for quite some time and you 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 start to see the potential that a guy like Benny has and then he has those ideas about the symbols and about the sounds and Benny was always a guy he's very proactive you know like like he told you he uh, he had the symbols and he had tools and he was just experimenting <laughs> and doing all kinds of stuff with these symbols and then he shows these symbols to us and he was explaining his vision and what he had on mind and his ideas. And then I said, okay, why don't you come to the factory and we'll take whatever time it takes and we'll try and get this going for you. And that's what we did. And when we, when we began this process, it lasted a couple of days, almost a week. You know, when we, when we started that, I had no idea where this, was, where this would go. <laughs> you have no idea about the result where this would go it could have been a fail or not you never know but you have to be open mind to go this route and go do it and then i don't know if he told you but he had his mobile recording studio when he showed up at the factory oh wow no i didn't know that so he set up his his recording studio and then we had like 20 symbols of the same <laughs> model and he was recording every symbol he was recording every symbol and then he said, okay, now we take this symbol and we do this and this and this and this. And then we did this and then he recorded it again. Wow. And then he, he, we did, the, we, we basically, we 
we edit one production step and then record it. And then we edit another production step and record it. And at some point he said, no, this is not exactly the way I want it to sound. So we have to go back a couple of steps. And then we listened back to the recordings we made <laughs> and, we said, and we knew, okay, at this point we have to go in a different direction. Uh -huh. And then that's how we did it. And at one point I knew that I would have to sandblast the symbols and how did i know this because unlike what you said we have done that before oh wow okay uh, yes there has been a bison's range like in the early 2000s they were called bison's dry and bison's dry existed of two symbols which was a hi-hat and a ride and those were sandblasted and the reason why we sandblasted it back then was because in the 90s we had a line called custom symbol shop and one entire sub line of the custom symbol shop was all sandblasted surface. I don't know who, who the, whose idea it was back then, but I knew we still had the machine to do it. And I knew what it does to the sound. So when Benny was here and we got stuck with the sound and we, it didn't go any further, I knew, okay, now we have to dig out this machine again and sandblast the symbol. And that's what we did. And that was the trick. And from there on, it was then relatively easy to, to, to manage to get the final product after the sandblasting. So yeah, sandblasting uh, is a crucial aspect in the, in the production steps of, of Benny's sand symbols. That's also why we named them the sand series, the sand crash, the sand heads, because of the sandblasting. Yeah, that's, a, that's amazing. For anybody at home, it's actually sand. Adam, uh, our Adam has been to the factory and he's seen the machine and seen it. So it's actually tiny, 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 tiny grains right. of sand. It's, it's almost like powder. It's yeah, as, totally. as fine as and smooth as powder. Do you? Here's a question: Do you import the sand? Do you bring it in, or do you do you manufacture it? Because I think sand is just when you heat glass, right? You can heat it to a certain point; it becomes sand. Um, in fact, I don't know where it comes from, but it is not something that is unusual in in manufacturing. Other industries use that technology. Okay. So it's not difficult to get this type of machinery or sand at all. Right. That's just an, yeah. it's just an amazing, amazing idea. Yeah, it you know, comes from the '90s from a line that we had called Custom Symbol Shop. Wow. But the difference is those symbols. The custom symbol shop symbols, they were all B8 Bronx. Oh, okay. And when you sandblast B8 Bronx, the result is not as significantly different compared to not sandblasting. However, when you when you use sandblasting on a B20 alloy, the result and the, the, the change, how the sound changes, is much more significant. Is, is it much more immediate? It is immediate, but also... Yeah. The difference is much more noticeable. For for Benny, was it a thing that is, the minute he heard it, it was like, yes, green yep. light. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. Yep. Amazing. But, you know, when we started this process, you had no idea that this is going to happen. Yeah, you know? right. Totally. And totally. then and then we had the, I mean, the first symbol that we made was the ride. This was the start. So we made the ride and it was finished. And then we, we had the finished symbol. And then we looked at it and we thought, okay. So now, can we actually sell this? You know, yeah. our sales, yeah. our sales guy were like, "Okay, Benny, great that you have your dream ride, but guess what? We won't be able to sell it." Yeah, totally. <laughs> but totally. but you know, now it turns out to be one of the absolute best-selling symbols yeah. we've ever made. 
yeah yeah <laughs> so you have to take a chance every once in a while yeah for sure for sure um i mean i think with with artists like him it's always going to be something that people want you you i know that the the way that artist things work is that you create things for people that might not necessarily ever come to market because yes it's it's a signature sound and that's that's not always going to be the sound that the joe public would like to hear but guys like benny i think it was always going to be he's too big he's he's too popular and too important yes that that's that's fact that's fact and um he's also a role model you know he's an opinion leader in drumming so um his ideas you know and he's a very smart person very clever guy so when he when he has an idea like this he immediately knows if this is going to be a success or not Totally. He has one of the best-selling signature snare drums of all time. The Sonar, yes. Yeah, I, like, I, it doesn't surprise me at all, yeah. So, um, you've just brought out a new line of cymbals, the classic custom dual cymbals. Now, if I'm not mistaken, and please correct me if I am wrong, but these cymbals have the biggest manufacturing process of any minor cymbal in the catalogue, is that correct? That is correct. Ah, cool. So, take me through it. How does, it, how, how does a, a cymbal like that evolve so, so far? <laughs> Where should I start? There are two fundamental things. One is a symbol made in Turkey. Uh -huh. Almost everything, I mean, all the crucial, all the hammering, all the lathing, all of this is handmade, entirely handmade in Turkey. So this means you're very flexible, you know, you can change things in the production process very easily. Okay. The other side is our manufacturing here in Germany, which is very technical. There is no hand labor involved. It's all machine computerized manufacturing. Uh -huh. So uh, if you establish a manufacturing process, you have to be sure that this does not only work for one piece of symbol, but for hundreds of thousands of pieces of symbols, uh -huh. you know, and with Classics Custom Dual, this, this was the case. And it's an entirely machine-made symbol. First thing, the alloy. The fundamental tone of B12 is already a very warm and a very dark tone. Not as dark as Bison's B20 alloy, but it is a nice compromise. Is, it a, is B12 something that only mine will use? No. Okay, I wasn't no. sure. I, I couldn't remember. No, no, it's, it's, a, it's a commonly used alloy. Yeah. from other manufacturers too and then yeah i mean basically anything that you can do to a symbol from a from a technical manufacturing point of view is what you see in that symbol meaning the pressing symbols are pressed into shape then they are over hammered and then the black finish is applied then they are laced with a wide lathing then the edge is like a pinpoint lathing working step then you have to polish and buff the edge then you have to lacquer the symbol protective coating then you have to put the logo on in between the symbols go into an oven like a furnace with a certain temperature so the lacquer connects to the metal and also the the lacquer of the logo connects to the with the metal and then with the trash crashes and the trash china, you have to punch in the holes. Then you have to do a quality control. Every step of every manufacturing step ends with a quality control. So uh, all of this is just like everything that 
you could do to a symbol is 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 utilized in this line is what you see in this line well it works because they sound amazing yes thanks they uh -huh. they i mean that the edges because of the lathing towards the edge they are thinner compared yeah. to the center of the symbol um and this gives them a flexible feel and like a faster response when yeah. you crash them you know still the, the dark thicker center projects more power yeah the bell the bells are pretty <laughs> heavy pretty massive bell projects a lot of power they cut through and then the b12 alloy in general has a warm fundamental tone so a lot of things come together in this line and i mean you ha also have to consider the price point where those symbols are priced at you know they are mm -hmm. They are extremely well priced and uh, a very affordable line, but still a sound which is outstanding in this yeah. price range. Yeah, absolutely. It has done very, very, very good for us. This line has been a real good success so far. So, how long would a, a, a line like that take to come from concept to finished product? The concept, the first idea for this line we have had in january 2020 oh, okay so that's relatively quickly yeah this was the first time where we actually expressed this idea and had the first like photoshop drawing and stuff uh-huh we didn't we didn't specify any sound idea yet you know we just thought okay bison's dual symbols are extremely popular mm -hmm. um they sound extremely nice a lot of fans of this line out there so we thought okay how can we how can we expand this dual idea onto other lines as well and then we already had classics custom dark and then it was almost a no-brainer to come up with that idea so the, the first kind of drawing was in january 2020 and then we immediately started to work on first prototypes the thing then is that when we develop symbols, you know, we're usually a team of six people. Three are based at Minel USA and three are based here. So we, we make all the prototypes, we test the prototypes, and then we ship them to Minel USA and then they test and then they give their opinion and their insight and then they ship them back. So there's a lot of shipping involved. And then a month ago, maybe a little longer is when we launched them you know then you have to decide what models are you gonna include in the line which sizes which weights you know which models trash crashes trash splashes all these things do you offer pre-packaged sets you know all these questions then are discussed and decided and then at the end this is and then a lot of video needs to be taken a lot of photography a lot of copywriting blah 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 until the final launch <laughs> yeah, yeah. until the final launch there is a lot of uh, work that goes into a project like this until you can finally launch it yeah so are things like the symbols that you decide to produce within a line like that are they led by fashion or trend so if you decide that you're going to make 14 inch and 15 inch hi-hats is that because 15 inch, hi inch hi-hats are really popular right now or or is it just you you what symbols sound the best from the sizes that you you prototype there is definitely trend involved yeah i mean uh the experience that we have you know we see what the market react needs how the market reacts we see drummers in, on drum festivals we see our artists we see uh, youtube videos and it's 
you get a feeling of what the trend may be right now. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we you see know? it. We see it in the shop you, all the time. You, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Of course. You know, our sales team, you know, gets feedback from guys like you, from our retailers, from our customers. So all of this, all of this comes together with us here and the six of us. Then we decide together. Okay, what what we gonna do? But each one of us gets different kind of feedback. I get all the artist relations feedback. Other guys get all the sales and retail feedback. Then the guy from the production, you know, they, they give the feedback in terms of what can be what can be uh, done production-wise. Not each model is possible to make from a production standpoint. So you need all the you need all these kind of different angles, and then you need to throw it all on the table, and then you decide at the end what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sounds great. But trend, trend is a big factor, of course. Yeah, yeah. I think it's often forgotten about that as a thing that, you know, with any manufacturer, it's like fashion. You know, it's, it's just, it, yeah. it goes round about, you know, it goes round Yeah, about. What, what, what the music calls for, you know. What, yeah, what, totally. What the music calls for. If, there, if you have a band like Animals as Leaders, huh. uh, I mean, like a serious, you know, uh, like uh, Bison's Extra Dry or Bison's Vintage, uh, would probably not exist without the, the the feedback we receive from guys like Matt Garska because yeah. he needs that type of sound for the music that he plays. Yeah, yeah. And then it's on us, the manufacturer, to make it. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned uh, drum festivals. Mino has its own festival. Yes. How did that come about? That's really cool because what, what a great idea for a simple company to put a festival on. Makes so much yeah. <laughs> How did that come about? In 2004, we built a new cymbal factory. And when the new cymbal factory was completed, we had like an open day. We invited the, the, the local people to visit us to check out this new factory. Because, you know, the local people, they see the factory every day and they wonder what's inside those buildings. So we made, we made an open day for the local people who live here. And then we said, okay, now we're gonna have a local, an open, open day. Now we're gonna invite some drummers because we make symbols in this factory. So let's show them what you do with these things. So we, we invited some of our artists to like give a demonstration, and that was a huge success. That day was a huge success. It was the open day of our new symbol factory. And then Mrs. Meinl, her name is Ingrid Meinl. She then, at the end of the day, she basically, in her very typical way, <laughs> she said, why don't we have a drum festival? And that's all she said. And then we thought about it. And six months later, we kept thinking about it. And we thought, well, actually, she was right. We should do our, our own drum festival. And then in 2005, we hosted the first minor drum festival. It was on a very small key, you know, on a small level, but it was our first ever drum festival. And already then we recorded the entire festival and our, one of our first, no, not one of the first, the first YouTube video we ever uploaded was from that festival in 2005. The quality is horrible. Video <laughs> audio quality is just very, very bad. But it's still on there. You can still watch it. 
And you know, I'm going um, to go and watch it like as soon as we're it's finished. It's a Thomas Lang. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a Thomas Lang video, and he's using a acrylic sonar kit. Oh God, yeah, I remember that. That's years ago. Huh? That's what, years 2005, ago. yeah. And there, we only had one camera, you know, no Amazing. moving cameras, nothing. One camera and a stereo signal from the mixing board, and this was all we had. But hey, it's there, and it's been viewed millions and millions of times. Yeah, I mean, Thomas and, Lang's just—he's Thomas yeah. Lang. And it was the first YouTube video we ever uploaded. And from there, you know, every year after year after year, we hosted another festival and it became bigger and bigger. More people visited, you know, more artists. And then um, we had to relocate to another location. And then we started to do the first international minor drum festivals. First one was held in, the first international one was held in Moscow, Russia, and then Mexico City. Copenhagen and Warsaw, Poland. Those were the international minor drum festivals and all others were held here. The last one was in 2017. And then in 2018, or I, I'm not sure, I think it was 2018, the last minor drum fest. And then 2019, we planned to take a break and then 2020 was already yeah forget it yeah forget it and there will not be one next year either okay so that was so, going to be my next yeah, obvious question yeah, no it's, there it's, is not going to be one next year either but of course i mean it all depends how this develops but there will for sure be another one but not next year yeah what was a, a sort of I mean, it's not like what I was going to say was what is what is surprising to me. But having spoken to you now, it's not really that surprising. Is you decided to make a minor stick and brush, but having spoken to you for the last forty-five minutes, it's really not that surprising because of how the company thinks and how the company pushes forward. But I have to say, they're tremendous. The Thank the, you. the the quality of the drumsticks that you push that you put out and and the and the brush. Um, and and accessories that come out are really something else. What decided? What made you decide to get into sticks? Because obviously, it's it's not necessarily the most natural progression for a symbol company to make sticks. I know Zildjian do it and things like that, but it's not. You know, it's, you, it's a, a, a entirely different process. It's manufacturing different material. I know you yes. use you use wood for some of your percussion, but you know the idea, in fact, came from percussion. Right, because we have always had like accessory sticks, and and these kind of effect type Mal sticks yeah, yeah. in the percussion uh, section of Minel. When I started at Minel in like 1990, we at that time we had sticks already, official Minel sticks. We discontinued them shortly after, but we had a full range of sticks back then already. Uh -huh. uh, not many people know this, and of course, by no. now they're all broken, anyway, <laughs> so they, they, don't, they don't exist anymore. But, uh, the the original idea came from percussion. You know, we had these we had these sticks, and more and more people were asking about them, and yeah, so the progression came from percussion side more. I'm I have to say I'm not involved in our stick business at all, but it originated from the percussion side with all the accessory sticks and so on. And then it was a logic step to go full line. But the teams are entirely separate. Like the symbol or the percussion team does not involve anything with the stick business. So it's totally separate teams. 
we keep these things totally separate. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. You know, because um, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know. I mean, from a from a marketing standpoint, marketing and artist relations standpoint, we keep them totally separate. Yeah, 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 yeah. different entities, but also as a no brainer as well because, you know, you get an, an endorsee that plays minor symbols. Well, have you checked out Sticks? You know, and it's just a natural progression. And one could argue that they make the symbols sound better, probably. You know, one could argue, yeah. <laughs> That's where I would go. It's my, you know, these make your yes. symbols, you know. Um, but yeah, the, the quality, again, coming back to that quality of the product and the quality of the design and, you know, even the material that you market with looks great. It's high end. It's not the catalogs that come out. You know, you're one of the few companies that still make proper high end catalogs. And, you know, talking of which, yeah, we, we have this. Yeah, a complete book. Yeah, we have it, it arrived in the post yesterday. So thank Got you so it. much for this. You're welcome. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just it's you know it, it just means that the product again is going to be super successful because it's made really really well. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, yeah. The quality of the product always wins at the yeah. end. Yeah. So we're going to play a little game if that's oh. all right. Okay. Um, if you were speaking to someone who had never played Minor Symbols before. And he, and he said to you, Norbert, I would like to buy a set of minor symbols. You get to pick out the set. What symbols would you pick them? So let's let's just say, sorry to interrupt, but let's just say they play a variety of all-round music. It's not just a rock set or a jazz set, you know? I would, in fact, go with a set of Bison's traditional symbols. Right. It's like straight um, down the line. Yes, this is the starting point. Like if, if, if you are a drummer like that and you want to make your first experience with the sounds and the brand, this is where I would direct everyone to is Bison's traditional. And I wouldn't I wouldn't pick any weird and odd sizes, you know, 14, 18, 20, 22, period. 10-inch splash, that's it, you know. And then from there you can go in any direction really. You know, you can you can go more darker, drier sounds, extra dry, Bison Start, Bison's Vintage, or the total opposite. You maybe go to Pure Alloy, Pure Alloy Custom in this direction, but the starting point, in my opinion, is the Bison's Traditional, always. You know, they, they work for anything. They work, You can play any type of music with that and i have i have artists who use bison's traditional like all kinds of genres they use these symbols in all kinds of genres and depends what type of drummer you are and where you play but sound engineers love them too oh really because oh yeah the, the frequencies are are so um nice they blend in very nicely they don't they don't interfere with like frequencies from the singer and things you know they so uh, from the house engineers they have a very very uh, easy job making them sound good they don't have to be worried about uh, blending in with other frequencies that are annoying yeah <laughs> I, hear, I hear this all the time i hear this all the time what's in your symbol bag in my symbol bag it's it's different stuff like every every time i play it's something different but right now right now it's a it's a foundry reserve hi-hat and a foundry reserve ride and a, it's a, a, vintage, a light ride or a, a medium it's ride? a 22 light ride uh 15 inch hats and i think it is a 18 vintage pure crash those foundry reserves are special 
they're really something. Um, I, I remember the first time they arrived in the shop in the box and was like, "Wow, okay, this is yes, this is it's yeah. pretty special." What what brought that on as a range? You know, well, you 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 look at your portfolio and you notice, okay, there is a gap here, there is a gap here, and then you see the feedback you get, the kind of feedback you get, and then it again it was obvious to us okay we have to we have to put something on top of bisons we have to there is bisons and it's awesome but then there is bisons plus yeah right you know like the real deal and then like you said you know it comes in the individual packing and then there is a certificate and then there's a pair of sticks and there's a pair of gloves so the 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 the, the customer experience when you get these symbols is just outstanding yeah. you know it's you you're immediately in love with yeah. those symbols and uh, yeah and then the, the sound is just so so nice so yes. pleasant you know yes. it's you mature as a player you know the type of instrument you play helps you to find your voice to mature as a player yeah and symbols like this they make it easier for you to find your voice to mature as as a drummer you know you get feedback from your instrument and this shows in your playing after some time yeah i yeah. get artists they want to pick a new set of symbols and you know they pick a set of symbols and at the end i say okay now i tell you what six years from now you'll be a different drummer just because <laughs> you're gonna play these symbols now and the feedback you're gonna get the inspiration you're gonna get will will help you grow and mature as a player. Yeah. I'm not saying better or worse, you can't say that to an artist, but you will you will evolve, you will mature and grow as a player. And this is the fact with symbols especially, because a symbol is what it is. You can't tune them, you can't tweak them, you can't put a different head on a symbol. A symbol is what it is. A snare drum, a bass drum, you can tune differently, you put different heads on, you can adjust the sound to make it work for you. A symbol is what it is. Yeah. You either get along with it or you don't. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're amazing. You know, they're, they're, they're super special. It's, it's really great to see um, those kind of things becoming more popular again, you know, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Well, Norbert, this has been brilliant, man. This has been really fascinating. I, I thank you so much for, for coming on and, and, and giving us an insight into your wonderful your wonderful products, your wonderful company. You know, it's we have a lot of love for for Mino here. Um, you know, they, they are they're they're really well made, as we've talked about. You know, so it's it's been really nice to have a different insight. So I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I also appreciate it. I want to thank you for your podcast, for sharing your insight and your knowledge with the drum community, and of course, thanks for your support for our brand it's no, much appreciated not at all and if, if people wanted to find out more about you where, where can they find you i'm on instagram norbert at minel beautiful norbert at minel on instagram is where everyone can find me or anything that anybody wants to know about minel symbols or anything there's just one email address that everyone needs to know which is info at minelsymbols.com and this goes straight to my inbox and I personally reply to each email that goes into info at minelsymbols.com inbox. So that's very easy to reach out. Great stuff. Well, we'll, we'll make sure to share all these things when we post the episode. Cool. So, cool. so yeah, but thank you so much, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate Been it. Been a pleasure. Been a pleasure. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Drummers Only Radio. You can find us online at www.drummersonly.co.uk. Drop us a line. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Drummers Only UK. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We're on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Any questions, info at drummersonly.co.uk is the email, or if you need leads, it's leads at drummersonly.co.uk. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Drummers Only.